Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Good morning. My name is Promise, and you're listening to Adair's Morning Bible Study. We're so, la- so glad you could join us. But before we get into the Word, let's open up in prayer. Lord, just thank you for today. Just thank you for providing for us with everything that we need, Lord. And Lord, I also just thank you for giving us what you want us to say, Lord, so that we're able to do the full, Lord. In the name of Jesus, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, good morning and welcome, everyone. We are glad to have you with us as we continue our study in the book of Acts. So thank you for joining us. And a special thank you to our partners who just have a a heart for the Lord and continue to be a a blessing in sharing in the labor of this ministry and building the Lord's house and and ensuring that the gospel is preached and, and taught throughout the four corners of the earth. Uh, and then also for, for all the other, I'll say, what many would consider the little things, you know, for for liking and sharing the episodes so others can learn and grow in the Lord and for subscribing on the number of platforms where you find A Day of Prayer and the various podcasts and other resources on this ministry. So I'd just like to thank you for being a blessing to us and just want to let you know that we are keeping each and every one of you in prayer, both individually, but also for everything that you have. And the Lord continue to, to grow you and increase you and, and the things that have been given to you and that he has assigned to your care and that they grow in him. That's where the blessing comes from. So that being said, we ready to get into the word? Yes. yes. All right. Can I get a volunteer to reread Acts 9, verses 10 through 19, please? I will. All right, Layla. Now there was a certain disciple at Damascus named Ananias. And to him the Lord said in a vision, Ananias. And he said, Here I am, Lord. So the Lord said to him, Arise and go to the street called Straight and inquire at the house of Judas for one called Saul of Tarsus. For behold, he is praying. And in a vision, he has seen a man named Ananias coming in and putting his hand on him so that he might receive his sight. Then Ananias answered, Lord, I have heard from many about this man, how much harm he has done to your saints in Jerusalem. And here he has authority from the chief priests to bind all who call on your name. But the Lord said to him, Go, for he is a chosen vessel of mine to bear my name before Gentiles, kings, and the children of Israel. For I will show him how many things he must suffer for my name's sake. And Ananias went his way and entered the house, and laying his hands on him, he said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus, who appeared to you on the road as you came, has sent me that you may receive your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Immediately there fell from his eyes something like scales, and he received his sight at once, and he arose and was baptized. So when he had received food, he was strengthened. Then Saul spent some days with the disciples at Damascus. Amen. So, I know we usually have a custom of opening up the floor, but Charles, you had some things that the Lord had put in your heart, so we're going to begin with you. 
and give you the opportunity to share what the Holy Spirit is speaking and ministering to you. So, begin, sir. If you will, oh. please. Okay, the first thing that the Lord will show me here was that as we look at this, um, as we said at the end of the last devotional, um, Ananias is clearly working in some of the uh, gifts of the Holy Spirit right now. And we can see that just by the way that he's having a conversation with the Lord and that he instantly knew what Paul had on him and what his goals and intentions were. Because the one thing that draws me to one thing that draws me to this conclusion was that if we looked at us, um, the Lord had to tell Ananias where Saul was at, like where he was staying. And but when we think about that in humanistic terms, if someone, if you're scared of someone and it's gossip travels like a grapevine, you instantly know where everybody is. But that was not the case here. Ananias still had to be told where he was and whose house he had to go to. So that leads us to, to come to the conclusion that A, either Ananias hadn't heard the local gossip if there was some, or B, nobody knew. Which And then also what the Lord was showing me here was that when Saul came in to be pray, Ananias came in to pray for Saul, it never says that he actually prayed. It said he just put his hand on Saul's eyes and spoke what the Lord told him to speak. And immediately there fell from something from his eyes like scales. It does not mention prayer at all in there. Mm-hmm. And Go ahead. And the Lord was showing was that there is, there's a mindset and expectation that when you pray for something that you have to do in a certain manner, it's always the asking of the Lord. Uh, for something whereas the lord showed me that prayer or as we constitute prayer does not just mean asking the lord for something sometimes it's just having a conversation with the lord and it reminds me of different places inside of um inside of the scriptures where it said jesus like when he was raising Lazarus from the dead it said jesus prayed and said lord i do not do this for, for my sake but i know that you hear me at all times he was simply having a conversation with the lord and it says that everybody thought he was praying. He was praying, but he was having a communication with the Holy Spirit and with the Lord in that moment. It wasn't, Lord, help me in this moment, or Lord, help me do this. It was just, okay, Lord, I know you hear me, and we're just going about in our daily lives. So what the Lord was also showing me here was that we must change our perspective of what prayer truly is and how it affects our daily lives. It is also not something that you just do in a um, time of need when you feel like you need something from the Lord, but it's something that you must do daily. And it reminds me of how inside of the book of Matthew, I believe, it was John the Baptist's disciples and they came to Jesus's disciples and said, why do you do this? Like, why weren't they fasting with everybody else? And why were they going gone and rejoicing and the lord was and the lord said while you still have the bridegroom with you you do not um you don't go and be sorrowful so this also reminds me here was that he was saying that we must get of our own perspective what we must do in order to receive from the lord it's not and also like dad you like to bring up i think it's isaiah 66 about the fasting lifestyle it wasn't just a one place in time when you fast but it's a continual mindset. Prayer is the same way. 
-hmm. and dad you and mommy say that you're having conversations with the lord at all times well it's kind of hard to try to start a new conversation when you're in the midst of one it's just the continuation of what the lord's already talking to you for we know he does not cease talking to us for his new things that he always wants to inform us or get across to us well let's let's view this so first it's isaiah 58 it talks about the fast he would choose right sorry but uh so we're the lord and i are always i mean even right now in this moment we're having a conversation right yes that's just how we go about our life why because he says that he's always with us that he'll never leave us or forsake us well if you or i were going to hang out for the day as we do right we talk about a lot of things right Yes. Why? Because you're just there. Okay. That's what you're supposed to do. Right. It would be odd or not normal for us to spend the day together and not say a word to each other, not look at each other, not even acknowledge each other, right? That would... Yes. Other people that would see, would onlookers, would say, the heck is wrong with those two? That's odd, right? Yes. Okay. So why would we treat the Lord like that? Also, this is the creator of all things, the one who knows everything. So wouldn't it be a blessing and benefit to me in my life if I am constantly talking with him, getting his thoughts and his ways, learning or getting his thoughts and learning his ways about everything? Yes. Every situation? Okay. But I can also have a conversation with you. Why? Because I'm just pulling you into the conversation that we're already having, yes. right? And yes. same with anyone else. Now it's, instead of just the Lord and I speaking, that's the Lord and you and I, and right? Yes. You, you just joined in to the conversation that's already happening, whether you understand or realize that or not. That's just part of a, I'll say the lifestyle or pattern of life, things that we, I'll, I'll say, have put into our life, the practices, the habits that we have formed in our walk, or I have in my walk with the Lord, right? Yes. But yes, your mother and I say the same thing because it's just what we do. It's how we approach life and every, every, everything and every aspect of life. Uh, I have no good info or knowledge or wisdom of my, my own. Everything I have, I've received, and I've received it from our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ, who literally said, I'll never leave you or forsake you, and I'm with you always even to the end of the age, right? Yes. So why wouldn't I acknowledge him in all things at all times? Why wouldn't, why would I cease to have the conversation with him? Why would I, I set up even for a moment an obstacle in my life where I'm not listening to him or asking yes. him about something, right? That's, that's a conversation. It's, it's two ways, right? Yes. There are yes. there are questions, but then there's also a pause so that we can hear, right? Yes. yes. So, are, are there times where there are one-way conversations where it, the Lord just needs to, to download or, or correct me or my thinking on? on absolutely. That's with all of us. Mm-hmm. All right? I, yes. I'm yes. not perfect. Uh, I don't have it all together, but I know the one who does, and he's with me at all times. And, and he sent his Holy Spirit to lead me and guide me into all the truth, right? Yes. Yes. So, so it's absolutely important for how we structure our lives, right? And then 
that I'll say it in this way. That can only happen if we are, is it, well, first it's a practice, but we have to choose first to be fully submitted to him as opposed to how many have structured their lives, which is, Lord, I'm going to do whatever I want, not just bless it. Tell me what I want to hear about the things I want to hear and say and do, right? Yes. So there, there's a huge difference. And you'll find that there is a difference in relationship with the Lord. And so ultimately it just comes down to what do you want? What type of relationship do you want with the Lord? But if we pursue the, the first one we were talking about, how you know, your mother and I have chosen to structure our lives and, and lifestyle before the Lord, right? Yes. It's because we, that's what our desire is, is to be pleasing to the Lord. If I'm pleasing to the Lord, then he'll sort out the rest. I'll leave the outcome and results to him, right? Yes. But also, yes. I make, because he's my Lord and Savior, I make room for him and his Holy Spirit to have his way and to function in all these gifts, right? That you're yes. seeing and we're reading about here with Ananias, right? Ananias, um, yes. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Oh, then. yes. I, I just wanted to um, kind of put a different or some more information here for us. Um, the Lord has given... Um, when it comes to healing in particular, mm. we have, um, I'll say, multiple pathways to healing in Christ. There's no pathway to anything of God's outside of Christ, but there is the principle of laying on of hands, and yes. then there's the principle of prayer. Mm -hmm. So when we're looking at what we're, um, Ananias here, he's working with by the operations of the Holy Spirit, which... Um, I mentioned at the end of the previous podcast as you were dropping your teasers that there's some gifts of the spirit in operation here to bring this um, this event to pass. One would be the word of knowledge, um, the word of knowledge as found in First Corinthians. Well, why don't we just read that whole section of First Corinthians, chapter twelve? Yes, sure. Um. Starting, in, can I, I'll give you a moment to start in there. Any volunteers to read that? Starting in verse 3 and reading through verse 13. I will. All right, Layla. And it says, Therefore I make known to you that no one speaking by the Spirit of God calls Jesus accursed, and no one can say that Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. There are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are differences of ministries, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of activities, but it is the same God who works all in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, to another the word of knowledge through the same Spirit, um, to another faith by the same spirit, to another gifts of healings by the same spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another different kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. But one and the same spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as he wills. For as the body is one and has many members, but all the members of that one body, being many, are one body, so also is Christ. For by one Spirit we were all baptized into one body, whether Jews or Greeks, whether slaves or free, and have all been made to drink into the Spirit, into one Spirit. 
Amen. So I mentioned that um, there are gifts that we are given by God the Father at birth. There, we would call those more personality gifts. It's a way our, our natural nature tends to consider a subject and to function. Now, all things are made to be brought under subjection to God through the Holy Spirit for their optimal working. But your personality gift as given by the Father is yours at birth. And you can function with it as you choose. Now, God's desire is that you let him cultivate the accurate and best working of that personality gift under him. But it's yours to do it what you will. Which is um, why there's the scripture that says, and the gifts are given without what? Repentance. Repentance. He didn't so he, give it and he take gave it back. this exactly. He doesn't snatch it back from you when you misuse it. Now you can destroy the gift that he gave you, right? But yes. just so we have an understanding there, right? Your your personality doesn't change two hundred times from childbirth, right? Uh, As in yes. what gifts you have received. And. Your, your inner working and dynamic, that's that's given by the Lord. Um, then there are offices, we would call that the fivefold ministry, that is, um, that is orchestrated and at the command of our head, the body of Christ, the head of the body of Christ is Jesus, the head of the church is Jesus. So he appoints who he wants to fill those offices, and those are for the edification of the body in a corporate way. Mm-hmm. Equipping of the saints and the work of service, building Correct. up of the body of Christ. Yes. Amen. And then there are workings of the Holy Spirit to bring forth God-ordained circumstances or situations in the time and the moment that they're needed. And though we just talked about the um, word of wisdom, the word of knowledge, all of that that we just read in First um, Corinthians chapter twelve. And it's telling you that these are those Holy Spirit's operated gifts that he works as he wills. You don't own these, you don't possess them, but you are a vessel for them by being um, baptized with the Holy Spirit. So what we see happening for Ananias here, oh, I'm sorry, and let me contrast this with James chapter five tells us that if there's anyone that's sick among us, that the Lord um, through, let's see, I'll just read it to you. Verse, this is James chapter five, verse 13. It says, is anyone among you suffering? Let him pray. Is anyone cheerful? Let him sing songs, sing psalms. Is anyone among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith will save the sick Mm -hmm. and the Lord will raise him up. And if he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. So when we see what's happening in Acts um, Acts chapter 9 here, that's the word of knowledge cooperating with the word of wisdom and the gift of healing in operation for... Um, oh, and there's insight there. So, uh, right, uh, but the, the gift of the word of knowledge contains that insight. The yes. word of knowledge is sharing of information and facts that the natural mind would not know. Ananias could not know where Saul was sitting at that moment that he was, he had scales on his eyes. He could not know any of these natural, um, the parameters of his um, condition at the moment. Now, Ananias could have had foreknowledge of Saul coming with these letters because people love to talk and communicate. It could have gotten out from the synagogue. Someone overheard and came and told the other disciples that were the, the people that were of the way. He could have known that through natural means. But to know that he was waiting and in a vision, he had seen a man named Ananias coming in and putting his hands on him so that he, would re- that he might receive his sight. That's very specific private knowledge that 
Ananias could not have known unless the Lord Jesus revealed it to him. So that would be a word of knowledge. And the word of wisdom is how do you apply the word of knowledge and what do we do going forward? Knowledge is of past and present situations. Wisdom is of future. So um, those things were in operation to minister and to cultivate or and culminate what God wanted to have in this situation. Those are available to the believer, but this is as the Lord wills. Ananias couldn't have said, Jesus, come tell me where Saul is. I mean, he could have asked, but the Lord didn't have any obligation to answer. This was as he willed to reveal this information to his disciple to get the job done that was needed, um, that the father, de um, the father desired and the Lord Jesus desired, which is why he told him, I have a plan for him. I need you to go do this because I need him to know what I have for him going forward in his future. Yes. Um, also, we see the budding of things in, in Saul because he also was seeing, receiving visions from the Lord. So the Lord is beginning to cultivate things in him, but full access didn't come until he received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. He had salvation, right? So that, that meant yes. he yes. had access. And then um, the Lord would cultivate the rest of those things as we see him writing. That's how he knew how did the Apostle Paul know about these nine gifts of the Spirit. That's because the Lord revealed that to him and told him about them. But mm -hmm. he had to continue in the journey to get that insight and information. But you see the workings that we don't have record of him having beforehand. Yes. Does that make sense? Everybody clear on that one? Yes. Yes. Okay. Absolutely. So the word of knowledge, the word of wisdom, and the gift of healing were working in this, this circumstance. Through the moving of the Holy Spirit. And, and I want to add this, right? When we go back to 1 Corinthians 12, right? I'll begin in verse... 27 there because you brought up a lot honey right and you find of course, what's referred to as the fivefold so apostles prophet evangelists shepherds or pastors and teachers in ephesians 4 right, right around verse 11 mm -hmm. but uh, but going back to first corinthians 12 beginning verse 27 it says now you are christ's body and individually members of it and god has appointed in the church first apostles second prophets third teachers then miracles then gifts, healings, helps, administrations, various kinds of tongues. And then, he, and then he begins asking questions. All are not apostles, are they? All are not prophets, are they? All are not teachers, are they? All are not workers of miracles, are they? All do not have gifts of healings, do they? All do not speak with tongues, do they? All do not interpret, do they? But earnestly desire the greater gifts. And I'll still show you a more excellent way, right? I want to bring this up because a lot of times we look at the, well, what's the application to me in my life? Yes. So to tie this all together, the application is for you because of your love for the Lord and reciprocating that love that he first showed you when you were in opposition towards him. He extended his grace, which you, if you are his son or daughter or a son or daughter of the most high God, then you have received that grace through faith right? Yes. And yes. as we were talking about, we're just remaining open to the Lord because of that love that we leave him room and say to guide us, to lead us into all truth, just like we see here with Ananias, right? Yes. We don't know yes. what, or I'll say all the giftings that Ananias had, but he remain. we see in just this short few verses about Ananias, the number of 
of giftings from the Holy Spirit working in and through him. So I would encourage you to say, just remain open to the Lord. In this section I just read, all these different things, he said, all are not this. Are they? Right? As, as in it's a question. And I, and I would say that you can be used in any way that the Holy Spirit desires to use you if you remain open to him. Don't limit him. Allow him to have say and to dictate, if you will, guidance and direction in your life. Yes. And just out of, I'll see your love, be obedient to however he's leading you. Because what is the point and purpose? So, so people can acknowledge you? No. What did it say when we read the first part of Corinthians? It's for the building up of the body, for encouragement, for, uh, my version says, the common good. I says for the profit of all. For the, Okay, there you go. For the profit of all. Saul was clearly in a place where he needed to be built up. Right? Yes. And we see it was for his good, and it profited him well because Ananias was obedient to the Lord and his leading, and he allowed to use him however was needed and required to build up this, well, now, new member in Christ. As in Saul. Yes. Who was about to become Paul. So, it matters. And I would just say, remain open to the Lord and allow him to, however he's directing you to function in him, allow him to do so. It's always going to be for someone's good. If it's not for someone's good, it's not from the Lord. Right? Yes. If, if it is detrimental to the life and health of someone else, it's not from the Lord. But he says very plainly, these gifts are there to build up for the profit or for the common good of all. Right? Yes. So, and all these things, we have to be submitted to him. And they all function out of love. Our love for, the, for our Father and love for our neighbor as ourself. Which is what he says, and I'll still show you a more excellent way. And then in 1 Corinthians 13... Paul, who was formerly Saul, begins talking about the excellence of love. Amen? Amen. Amen. All right, well, let's pause there for today because there's a lot. And we'll allow the Holy Spirit to speak and minister to each one of you as, as you listen to him and search out the scriptures and let him speak with you. And, um, yeah, as, so as you do that, um, well, we'll give time to do that. But can I get a volunteer to close out in prayer? I will. All right, LaCharles. Lord, we just thank you for today, Lord. We just thank you for your limitless wisdom, Lord. And Lord, we also just thank you for your grace and your mercy, Lord, along with your Holy Spirit, Lord, and that he never leaves us nor forsakes us, Lord. Lord, we also just thank you for the individual gifts that you give each and every one of us, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, we love you. God bless you. And have a wonderful day. We hope you've enjoyed listening to a Day of Prayers morning Bible study. This year, Pastor John and I are believing for 1,000 new partners to believe God with us and join in the work of the ministry. God is doing great things through a Day of Prayer, and we want you to be a part. If the Lord has placed on your heart to partner with us, please contact us online at adayofprayer.org. Click on the menu 
and select partner. Complete the form and we'd love to hear from you. Thank you again. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, take care and God bless you.